2: Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with you on June 14th, 2023, with Miss P.K. all the way from Tucson. P.K., how are you tonight? Absolutely fabulous. Just loving it. (laughs) Good. Summer has (laughs) arrived. Yes, and we have an incredible guest for everybody tonight. We have had Kay Randall May on our show a couple of times, and she's been teaching us about medical intuition, what the possibilities Mm -hmm. are, about a new organization that she is a part of, and we are going to be doing a remote view. Well, actually, she's going to be doing the remote view tonight of my property, and we're going to get Mm -hmm. to see... And here, what in the world is on this property? If there's anything exciting, then Kay's going to find it. So um, we're going to get to Kay in a few minutes and bring her on to the show. But first, PK, what's going on with the numbers? Well, let's take a good look here.
0: June is a four-month deals with health, land, property, that type of thing. Couldn't have a better guest than we do tonight for that type of a situation. Yes. And so we're going to be working off of that. And the four months is going to make people, you're going to find yourself holding your breath at different times. It's like you're overwhelmed sometimes, so you catch your breath and you hold on. It's okay. Relax. There's nothing you're going to be able to do except work. Do work and then do some more work. Everything is about the basics, the details, land and property, and getting things laid out. There's going to be some issues coming about. Because of the way the month itself is, you don't know who or what to trust, so you second-guess yourself all the time. Relax. Just let it be. It will sort itself out. It will be like all of a sudden you get that bleak moment, and it will give you the answer. Don't try so hard. Just allow it to be, and you will get what you need. I think that's a pretty good way to start the the show.
2: Yes. I like it. That's good. And, you know, yeah. both of us are used to hard work, so that's nothing new, right? We can handle it. <laughs> oh, we do handle it. <laughs> we sure do. It's the do. name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, we've sure. been, we, yeah, we've been keeping a close eye on what's going on in the UFO world. It's kind of exploded, more or less. I want to thank that Dr. Stephen bad. Greer. Yeah, Dr. Greer has done a fabulous job of bringing people together, whistleblowers who have been silent for a long time have stepped forward. And thanks to Dr. Greer, we're getting a much bigger picture publicly of what has been going on in these black ops, uh, what they've been using our tax dollars for that they've never told us about. And again, thank you, Stephen Greer. You are amazing and He's so dedicated to helping us get to the truth and holding people accountable for this because, as he mentioned, mm-hmm. what they're doing is against the law. Keeping all of this from us is against the law. And so it's, it's great to hear somebody as erudite as Dr. Greer talk about this and bring such a terrific group of people who are so knowledgeable together and have them tell the truth. What a concept, huh? The truth. <laughs> well, it's, isn't it a
0: miracle that we want everybody to tell the truth, and we're at a stage right now where all we get is
2: force-fed lies. Yes. <clears throat> so you give yes. Time. Well, the it, door's open. Yeah. Let's 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 hear it. We know the truth as best we can. Uh, we've also mm-hmm. brought people on the show very regularly to come forward with their stories about their experiences with the UFO situation and it's it's really important to pull this all together now there was a very big experience in Las Vegas and if you haven't heard about it you can find it all over social media it is a family who did see something fall from the sky it was also captured on police body cam and <laughs> these people ended up face to face with a couple of large extraterrestrials in their backyard. These were 8 to 9 foot tall entities. And it was caught on camera. And a lot of people said, well, there was no video. Well, yes, there was. You may not have seen it because it wasn't zoomed in, but people have zoomed in on the original footage and have identified these entities. Other people in the neighborhood said that they caught photographs on their ring camera. So, again there's there's a lot of corroboration for this one experience, and I've heard that there is twenty minutes of body cam footage missing from the police mm-hmm. footage, so we may never see that but yeah, but it does tell you again also with the government trying to shut these people mm-hmm. up that uh the government's still doing the same old thing they do not yep. want these types of events coming out and I'll tell you what and I've said this before I'll say it again this kind of experience is their worst nightmare because now Mm -hmm. with social media Mm -hmm. it goes out before they can stop it everything's on camera everything's recorded and they also play the 911 call To emergency services saying these things are in our backyard so again they couldn't stop it fast enough and they know this they know they can't stop it anymore the most they can do is try to shut them down after the fact which they have done with this family and you know at worst what they can do is what they've always done is their usual disinformation campaign and trying to make people look silly When these things have been happening and they are happening.
0: This month's secrets are being made known. It is throughout the year, but this month deals with major changes about this type of thing. So we haven't seen the end of this yet or heard the end of this yet. There's more to come.
2: Good. Well, I'm all for that. I'd like to see a lot more out in the open. And as you've all noticed, Mm -hmm.
0: uh,
2: what the government is talking about are Ships in the sky, lights in the sky, you know, things that go fast in the sky, we don't know what they are, baloney. They know what they are for the most part. So there's still a lot of cover-up. There's still a lot of baloney. What I've been told is that there are three kind of warring factions over this information and how it should be handled. And they all disagree. So there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of disagreement. And I'm not sure who's putting pressure where. So, but that's what I've been told. So, <clears throat> anyways, very exciting times. Mm-hmm. Make sure you yeah, go to our, yes, go to our homepage, supernaturalgirls.com, and there you can see all of the different health devices that we have. The Endolite band is there. The energy machine, photosynthesized oxygen is there. And we all needed that when we had the smoke coming down from Canada, I'll tell you. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: also, we have liposomal vitamins in liquid form. So if you don't like taking a lot of pills like I don't, take a look at those vitamins. There are uh, definite discounts for you if you want to order. Order through the website. You'll get a discount on just about everything that's there. So any questions, feel free to send me an email directly or contact the companies involved. That's all on our home page. We'd love to see you take your health into your own hands whenever possible. So tonight, we're talking about another way to keep your health in your own hands by working with a medical intuitive. And we are also going to be talking about remote viewing. Now, you all know Kay Randall May. She's amazing. And what you may not know about Kay is not only is she an internationally recognized intuitive, but she is also a remote viewer. So I asked if Kay would be kind enough to remote view my property, and she said she would. So I can't wait to hear. I know, PK, you can't wait to hear. But let me tell you a little bit more about Kay Randall May. Now, she is, as I mentioned, a medical intuitive, and she has a scientific and technical background. She's been doing this for more than 40 years. She is a PhD. She has a diverse background incorporating intuition, science, philosophy, religion, metaphysics, and art. Now, Kay conducts intuitive readings with clients throughout the world. Her many publications include books on the nature of matter and energy, which directly relate to the physical reality of a multidimensional universe her intuitive investigations of the nature of matter from the basis for her form the basis excuse me for her understanding of consciousness including telepathy and extended sensory perception remote viewing clairvoyance interspecies and transdimensional communication Dr. Randall May is Vice President and Secretary of NOMI, that's N-O-M-I, the National Organization for Medical Intuition, and she is certified as a medical intuitive and counseling intuitive by the American Board of Scientific Medical Intuition, founded by Dr. C. Norman Shealy and Carolyn Mace. Dr. Randall May participated as a professional intuitive in the Kaiser Institute's Intuition Development Program, led by Leland and Kevin Kaiser, and additionally, Kay is recognized as a professional intuitive by the Association for Research and Enlightenment, Edgar Casey's A.R.E. Since the 1980s, mm-hmm. among her work for the A.R.E., she co-chaired together with Dr. Henry Reed several professional Psychics conferences. So, Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Patricia and PK. It's such a a
1: a delight to be with both of you again this evening, and I'm looking looking forward to our to our adventure as we
2: take (laughs) a closer look at your property, Patricia. This is going to be very exciting for so many reasons. Um, did you want to start Absolutely. with that and, and and go from there? Oh, right.
1: I would like to relate it to some of the other work that I do because medical intuition is a form of clairvoyance where an individual such as myself uses our ability to extend our senses to essentially connect with another individual. And when I do my work, I'm scanning through the body of the other individual and through their energy field. When I'm looking at a piece of land, such as your property, I'm doing much the same. I'm asking myself, can I find this? Can I find that? Where is it? And the details of that. So your property is, in a way, rather like the body of an individual that I would be looking at as a medical intuitive. Huh, interesting. You provided for me, Patricia, you provided for me a map, which is just a schematic, like a line drawing, simplified line drawing. For those who do not know and are not aware, this is a large property. It's many acres, isn't it? Over 70 acres, Patricia? Yes, yes,
2: yes, it is.
1: So we're looking at an extensive piece of land. What I did, first of all, is I divided, arbitrarily divided it into quadrants, one, two, three, and four, and Mm -hmm. I then sent you a picture of that so that you, Patricia, and PK, I believe also, can see the divisions. Now, the audience will not be able to see this, but this will be able to give you some orientation to what I'm talking about. You did not give me any prompts. Excuse me. (coughs) You did not give me any prompts as to what to look for. Right. And so I just decided, well, if I were Patricia, what would I want to look for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I just ahead and I made um, a list. For instance, I look for energy vortices, portals, um, where there might be a healing center, either in existence or in the future. I looked for where an individual might be able to contact earth spirits or water sprites, where um, there might be archaeological remains, where there might be actual spirits. I looked for... Where it would be good to have, because I'm a biologist, where it would be good to have a sanctuary for butterflies or birds or mammals. I looked at waterway issues. I looked for ETs, uh, looking for where you could see lights and orbs and, um, asked if there were any landings in the last six months. Um, I looked for fossils and some crystals. And I looked for uh, if there were wells and fault lines and magnetic anomalies. So those are among the things that I looked for. I thought, hmm, what would Patricia be interested in? Wow, you hit it right on the head. That's perfect, Kay. I, I can go ahead, and I don't
2: know if you have the schematic on the website. I don't, I have it right in front of me And I know PK has it in front of her And we can Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I'm sure as
2: you describe it We can We can figure this out
1: No, I'm not worried about you figuring it out It's just the listeners So they can be more meaningful to them Um, Right I did find two energy vortices And These would be Kind of similar to the vortex, the vortices in Sedona and other places where you could sit and, and feel the energy. They would be very uh, con- conducive to meditation, to healing, etc. cetera. Um, in the zone or quadrant one, which is the quadrant mm-hmm. that you do have your house in, there's an right. energy vortex. Very close to where you have the labyrinth.
2: Ah, you have,
1: and when you put that labyrinth in, you actually encouraged the energies there so that there's a natural energy vortex there, but there you enhanced it with that. But also in quadrant number four, so the fourth quadrant. There is also an energy vortex. I'm going to talk more about that fourth quadrant because there's an interesting feature up there. But first, let me do more of a of a general analysis. There is a wetland, okay, on the, mm-hmm. on your property in quadrant four, and that would be a particularly good sanctuary for birds. Ah. And also in Quadrant One, there is an area that would be good for birds, and I'm talking about species of birds that might be migratory, or species of birds which might be endangered, or ones that would, um, you know, really be um, valued. If they need the land, they they, they need the home, you know. So mm-hmm. I would encourage I would encourage that. Um, They are in the wetlands. I also found that in every single quadrant, you can encourage butterflies. Oh. And Mm -hmm. allowing the growth of natural vegetation where you can research um, which vegetation would be best, wildflowers, etc. In season, of course, would be spring and, and summer. Uh, but it would be a wonderful opportunity for the butterflies. But in when I asked about the mammals, I thought that quadrant three and quadrant mm-hmm. four in particular. Quadrant three is more to of the west of the property, and yes. I kept that there were mammals. Some of them there, I mean, typical ordinary, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking big wood or anything, I'm talking regular mammals that would be, need to be sheltered or at least need to be protected there. Now, Mm -hmm. having said that, uh, I asked about ETs. I asked about lights, seeing lights in the sky or orbs. And I found that you could see lights in the sky from any of the places on your property as long as, you know, there aren't trees that are obscuring the sky too much. But with the orbs, now, orbs can come down. They can be not necessarily like stars in the sky, but they they can come down further, uh, sometimes being close to the ground or at eye length, I mean, eye, um, you know, height from the ground. And I Mm thought particularly the first quadrant where you have your home, and then the fourth quadrant, which is just up from that to the north of that, or in both of those areas. I did not detect any any landing of craft in the last six months, but I do think there could have been landing before that time, nor did I detect any UFO bases. I didn't detect any bases there. That's different from an energy vortex. I'm talking about an actual energy base, I mean, an actual ET base, uh, which is probably a good thing.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I would agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be living
1: in (laughs) my skinwalker (laughs) ranch. Yeah,
2: no, thank Uh, you.
1: (laughs) Not that for sure. (laughs) I was asking where it would be good to have a healing Center. And I did I was not very specific when I did that about what that would entail. That does not necessarily mean permanent buildings, but it might be a place where people could come and sit in a garden or a clearing and be close to the healing energies. I got that in the first quadrant, which is where you have your mm-hmm. home. In that quadrant and then also in the fourth quadrant. Those two yeah, quadrants are quite favorable for having some type of healing center or healing focus, which could be a temporary place like in some kind of a temporary shelter that you put up or a meditative garden. Something of that nature. Also, Interesting. interestingly, in quadrant three and quadrant four, I detected spirits. Now, these are not the mm. earth sprites, and I'll talk more about the earth sprites. There's been a lot of activity on that property going way back to mm-hmm. the time of the early Native Americans. Mm-hmm. I detected in quadrant three, which would be on the west side of the property, a, a, there is a kind of a zigzag in the outline of the property. If you look at it, it yes. kind of makes a, um, you know, a mm-hmm. sharp curve there. There was an Indian campground there, an American Indian campground, an archaeological site that I detected. Okay. And also down in quadrant two even more interesting there is where you see um those kind of like roadways that come together you know those uh, those long near SC -2 on your map um, yes. a, Native, a yes. Native American archaeological site in that region and it's less huh. than five feet down in the ground so really in that huh. in that Area. I feel that there was um, like a campground. It wouldn't have been a permanent place, but it would have been a place where the indigenous people might have come, uh, perhaps to camp in the summer, or to have some kind of a uh, of a, a camp where there would be probably some artifacts that could be found. That's not. Something oh my that gosh! There not there were spirits there. I did detect spirits in Quadrant 3 and Quadrant 4. In Quadrant 3, mm-hmm. I detected that there had been a an accident. There had been, at some point, there has been a wagon accident. And it probably oh. would have been probably 1800s maybe,
2: mm-hmm. maybe even earlier,
1: because mm-hmm. with a horse. A horse drawn wagon, and I felt that there was an accident there and an overturn, uh, overturning, and someone was injured and someone was killed. And then oh my. in quadrant, quadrant four, you have a stone wall. Well, yes. you know what I mean, a stone wall? I do. Well, north, north of that stone wall, there was a dwelling of some sort. Are you aware of that?
2: Yes, um, I I do know exactly what you're talking about. There was a dwelling at one point.
1: Yes. Well, someone died in that dwelling. I someone uh, a woman died in childbirth in that, and there was oh. also an, an, another spirit that I saw. This was a long time ago, um, but this was they're not haunting. But I was just trying to connect with um, any spirits that might be. In the land, you know? Mm hmm. And yes. those are the ones that, that I, I noted. <clears throat> Some very interesting issues pertaining to water. And I'll stop now because I'm just hogging
2: all the talking.
1: Any any questions no, that that's you might fine. have up to this point before I start about the water?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, this is great, Kay. And this is one of the reasons I wanted you to do this because. A lot of times, when the last couple of times you've been on the show, we focused more on medical intuition, and then we also talked with you about communicating with animals, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people didn't know is that you also do remote viewing, and you're absolutely excellent at it. And Mm -hmm. I agree with everything you're saying. So certainly, I've been here for what now 15 years. And we've had a lot of experiences on the property from seeing UFOs in the sky to uh, orbs, especially along the driveway that Mm -hmm. have been picked up by the trail cameras. And I've seen I, I have seen some spirits. I remember I used to see a little boy dressed in old fashioned clothing for quite some time when we first moved here. I haven't seen him in a while, but I did see him when we first got here. And a lot of wood sprites and things like that. So I know what you're talking about, and it's accurate, and especially in the areas that you have determined mm-hmm. that they may be. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally agreeing with what you're saying. It's You're so good at this. Oh, my goodness. This is great.
1: Well, what I was also
2: looking at, oh, what did you what...
1: Okay. okay. I, I was just going to say it. the
0: address for the house totals of five. So this property will have constant change on it. There's nothing that just stays dormant. And when you were talking about the different areas, two and three seem to require, or I should say animals seem to require that area very much, that uh, you'll find more visiting animals than at any other time in those two areas. Am I correct, Patricia?
2: Yes.
1: Well, that's why because I was saying d-
2: with the mammals
1: three and four was were the areas that I really felt that uh, if it were me and it were my property, I'd make certain that there were safe places for uh, mm-hmm. them. Uh, I believe there are bear there um, and yes. probably deer, mm-hmm. and you want mm-hmm. to be sure that they have plenty of forage and all. But to think that as an Arizonan, P.K. and I are both Arizonans, the mm-hmm. water. My God, there's water. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have. <laughs> there's a lot of water here. And, uh, so yes. It's, it's fascinating to me. So I was asking about the water because the water produces some unusual magnetic and electrical anomalies. So in quadrant number one, where you have your home, there is an um, there's an artesian well. There's an aquifer that runs right through quadrant one. An aquifer is an underground river. So what we have is a lot of rock. Um, it seems to be a, a very uh, fragmented in some areas. you have got some. <clears throat> long fissures, um, faults, going from north to south. And you also have a few cross, secondary cross ones from east to west, but the primary ones of north to south. And there's some magnetic anomalies. If you were to walk, say, across your patio and, you know, from one end to the other of this quadrant one, which is where you have your house, you would probably yeah. find some areas where the compass would just spin. Oh, because there are some very unusual water ways underneath the ground. In other words, there's, there's water running running in like aquifer in under the ground. And in quadrant one, there's an artesian well. Uh, in quadrant four, there's a well, but it's not artesian, and I think it's capped.
2: You would have to. Okay. Through. The water mm-hmm.
1: table—it's so close to the surface. Okay, you and I, where we are in the Sonoran Desert, the water table is like two or three hundred feet down in some cases. You know, yeah, at least. Uh, <laughs> but where you are, my friend, you've got water really, really—not just in the wetlands. You, in the, the rest of it, you have a very close to the surface water table, which. Means that if there's a flow in that water, it isn't just stagnant, still, it's flowing. It
0: can mm-hmm.
1: produce some of these unusual anomalies, magnetic anomalies. And the magnetic hmm. anomalies are associated with all kinds of psychic phenomena and with um, ETs too, because ETs in many cases need the water. So, um, yes. That they would be coming closer to that wetlands for the moisture there. Uh, I got a lot of fossils too, and I don't. I think they've done any digging for fossils in, in in that area, but I think you would find some. I did uh-huh. not find oil. I looked for oil. I didn't find oil.
2: Do you know if there's oil in oh, this property? Because I. <laughs> Uh, Not that I'm aware of. I do know that in some areas around here, people have said that there was an emerald mine, not on our property, but uh, on another property near here, and other types of things, maybe some gold people talked about, but I haven't seen it myself. Uh, But I certainly know that in the past I've heard from other people that have said that there's something underneath and right. maybe the artesian uh, water, you know, flow that you're I, picking up on.
1: The, the, there is water flow. There's also a lot of crystals. Oh, and okay. so they're, they're crystals. Um, this would be quartz and perhaps even um, amethyst. I didn't see ruby. I didn't see corundum, which would be many of the other uh crystals, but it did seem like there were some quartz crystals. And so you have a lot of crystalline content of some of the rocks. Have you ever had an assay
2: done of the rocks?
1: Because I was picking up granite. Do you know if there's granite yes. in the area?
2: Yes, there's a lot of granite in this whole area, not just my property, but yes, there's a lot of granite around. The granite has
1: crystals in it, has quartz in it, and it has mm-hmm. um, electrical properties. So rather unusual electrical properties and the properties associated with magnetism. And now being so fault lines, I was getting at least two rather prominent faults that go longitudinally from north to south but there are undoubtedly many secondary ones. This does not seem to be like what I see in some parts of the country, where it's more limestone, where there's huge caverns that have been collared out. Um, I didn't see that. I saw more fragmented granite and other, you know, bedrock type of, of um, rock. But when that yes. moves, you're going to get a lot of electrical activity between those rocks moving, and that would produce some unusual lights in the sky and unusual electrical uh displays, um, it, not excluding things like ball lightning or ground-to-cloud lightning. So it's a it's a fascinating area because of the moisture combined with the electrical properties of the rocks. You have yeah, that's very interesting. interesting electrical mm-hmm. qualities. I think Tesla would have loved this place because he was very interested <laughs> in in sending electricity through the ground. You know. Okay, and, and the the wood have been very conductive in in many areas. Now you mentioned sprites, yes, water sprites. They're definitely very strong presence of water sprite water sprites, and that's near the wetlands, but also in some of the other areas that are that remain wooded. The, the woods that I see there seem to be a mix conifer, is that correct?
2: Yes, that is.
1: So you have some deciduous and some conifer, is that correct?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: And and the deciduous would probably include oak, different species of oak. And yes. the um and probably also maybe even hemlock and elm and some of these, you know, eastern species. Again, say yes. okay, we don't see things <clears throat> except in our botanical gardens. <laughs> but <laughs> the sprites are going to be associated with the woods as well as the wetlands. Oh, okay. And you're going to find them um, around areas where the woods have not been disturbed, you know, where mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of cutting down, uh, the the trees and clearing for for crops or or something of that nature right um, so you you have um a lot of i would say potential here for increasing if you should wish opportunities for healing and opportunities for being close to the earth such as labyrinths opportunities for people to have, um, for instance, up in in the northern uh, quadrant most, if you could have a little observatory, that would be wonderful.
2: Um,
1: Mm -hmm. You know, a nice telescope, because I think you could see the night sky beautifully, and you could probably see even more UFOs with the night vision uh, equipment. You're going to see a lot of them in this area. Now, yeah, I
2: we've
1: was seen asking, a few. I, was, I, was, I, I didn't look at a larger map to see what's close to you, but it felt to me like there was a much stronger concentration, I'll put it that way, of UFO activity to the north and to the east of you. So how far are you from a large body of water to the north and east of your property?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, maybe a mountain over, you know, one mountain over from us, there's a larger okay. body of water. So, okay. yeah. I would look
1: to that area for even more ET activity because I feel it's associated with that fairly large body of water in the mountainous region to the north and the east of you. But you could mm-hmm. see, you could see all kinds of interesting things from this property. Well, that's
2: exciting. What did I leave out that you would have wanted me to look oh. for? <clears throat> well, you didn't leave anything out really, but one thing you talked about are two vortices. Are you talking about a portal? I am, I, I
1: differentiated a portal from an energy vortex. A portal, in my definition, is a, is a place where there is an actual juncture between dimensions. And that I saw a portal in segment four, not far from the wetlands. But the vortices are areas where the healing energy is very, very, very magnified. And I saw it in one, not far from your labyrinth, and in mm-hmm. four again. When I mm-hmm. uh, when I look at this four, gosh, four, quadrant four, has all of these things where I, I picked it off. <laughs> For instance, if you were to have another labyrinth and Let me explain a little bit. A labyrinth is um, a healing maze. Mm -hmm. And I realize you presently have one not far from your home, which is in quadrant one. But in the future, if you were to make one, it's going Mm -hmm. to be best in quadrant four. And then you could also do one in quadrant three.
2: uh, If you should
1: want. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, For the most... Go ahead. I was just going to say, so the portals you saw in Segment 4. In Segment 4, yeah. And how many did you...
1: I saw one. One, okay. Different from an energy vortex. Vortices can move around a little bit, and a person can actually create energy vortices through meditation and uh, healing work and group um, work where people get together and they set their intention and they can actually magnify and create, create them. A portal is a place where, very much like what they see on Skinwalker Ranch, where essentially there is a breakthrough between the dimensions, between the third dimension and the fourth dimension and higher dimensions. Right. Oh, there can be coming and going of craft and beasties and that kind of thing. So I see up in. Or that whole wetland area and the perimeter of the wetland area is very rich in um, potential. There, I really that's think they have visited that. I think they they have visited that. And do you have any cameras set up in that
2: region to look at I the wetlands? I don't, but I I can put some cameras up there, and that's a great idea. If I were you, I
1: would have some kind of field monitoring cameras in that region, and I think you're going to see some really interesting activity. Oh, super duper. Summer, you know, this time, summer in the fall. In the winter, maybe not so much, uh, but certainly now
2: would be a great time to capture that activity. Yeah, I can hike over there and and set up some cameras, no problem. So I'll definitely do that. Now here's another question, and it's not just for me, but for everybody who's interested in looking below the ground. How do you find some of these things if you really want to go looking for them? For example, Mm -hmm. the Berkshires are known, supposedly, to be sitting on a lot of quartz crystals. And I know you mentioned that I might find something like that here. And we have found some geodes with crystals in them. But how do you find them? Well, it's
1: a process of dousing. So what you would do is (coughs) you can use a pendulum or you can use dousing rods or you can use your hands. Um, Many professional dousers well, do something as simple as a long metal, like a clothes hanger, you know, and with a coin on the end of it, just there's a weight. And it bobs up and down. Um, my favorite is the aura, the Cameron Aura meter, which is wonderful. And you would then walk over your property or whatever you're trying to uh, douse, and you would set your intention and say, Um, find me whatever. You know, I've done this in classes where I taught people how to douse where it would bury something underneath the rug or put something somewhere and have things walk around and find it with their dousing rods or their pendulum. What happens is the subconscious mind is alerted when our energy field detects an energetic anomaly, something which is interacting with our energy field, it affects the subconscious and the subconscious mind that affects the tension in our muscles and it's a tension in the muscles that moves the dousing instrument. There's no magic in it. Uh, the dousing instrument is not moving, it, moving on its own. It's being moved by your own subconscious motions and movements and muscle tensions, but because they're they are not right there on the surface of your conscious mind, so this is a way of muscle testing yourself I suggest people take dowsing very seriously and throughout the country there are dowsing societies there are dowsing clubs and they are fascinating if you mm-hmm. ever one to... There's, I I there's there. one here in Tucson. Pardon me? Down in Tucson. I said, I know there's one here in Tucson. There may or may not be there, but back east where Patricia is, there are huge ones. Really? And there's
0: one here, there's oh, yeah. one here in town that I'm aware
1: of. Hmm.
0: Which is great. Yes, because there was people one could... I couldn't hear you, what you said. I said there is one here in Tucson. I've t- I've I, meeting with him a I couple would, of times
1: and spoken to the group. I would expect there would be in Tucson because people are very aware. Mm-hmm. In those rural areas where people to think wealth, often the dousing societies are very strong because a lot of people earn a living or have a side gig. Of dowsing mm-hmm.
2: for water, but
1: you can douse right. for anything. Yeah,
2: but the water um, dowsing is very useful. And so, is it, 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 it's it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that what you would recommend water. also for finding oh, this uh, this underground stream? Oh sure,
1: you could map. So dowsing would work for so that.
2: Cities. to get somebody
1: Absolutely. who knows what they're oh, doing. So cool.
2: Yeah. Sure. I, so in your it,
1: area, undoubtedly you'll find
2: people. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to look because I'd like to find this artesian spring. And also, you know, you mentioned the water and the the properties of water that do either help to create paranormal events or that entities are attracted to. And we've heard this a lot, so it's so interesting to hear you talk about it. As well, like there was the Alien Ranch. I think that's out near you in Phoenix. Actually, remember that place, PK? Yeah, I do. John Edmonds Ranch. I do. He passed away, uh, yeah, I do. unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't know if his wife yeah. still lives there, but stay there. yeah, she went to work. Yeah, in and she couldn't stand sitting on the ranch. She didn't like it much. <laughs> but uh-uh. one of the things he, he talked about is this water, this very special water they had underneath the property that had special minerals in it, and for some reason it was very attractive to these ETs that were populating his house. So I kind of didn't make them very happy because these ETs were not friendly. However, uh, they seemed to be drawn, he said, to that water. So it's very interesting, Mm -hmm. and now you bring up you know, the water underneath here. So I'm very interested in that. Well, water
1: has electrical properties, uh, especially if it has electrolytes, minerals, you know, Mm -hmm. in it. And water in motion um, definitely affects the electrical fields and around it. And we are all sensitive to magnetism and electricity in our environment. All of us are uh, sensitive to that, some people more so than others. And you can find that with some individuals, uh, the electrical fields and magnetic fields can cause them to have changes in the temporal lobes of their brain, which can affect their consciousness and can cause them to have all kinds of interesting paranormal experiences. Just from Hmm. the effect of the of
2: the electrical environment it's so interesting i think that we've got a lot to learn about water and and what it's capable of i mean we're aware of the the symbols that show up with water the snowflake experiments all of that but i think there's so much more to it and you're certainly raising these issues kay which is very very exciting stuff Well, I appreciate this opportunity,
1: Patricia, to be on your show and with you in TK and to take a peek
2: at um, where you live. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been so enlightening and very exciting. I'm sure I'll think of a million questions after we're off the air, so I'll be back in touch. But um, I think anybody who has a piece of property that they love – and that they're interested in, should feel free to contact you and have you take a look at the property for them because you're obviously looking at all different aspects and I think it's so worth doing. Now, for people to contact you, what is the best website for them to reach you at? They can reach me through my website,
1: krandallmay.com, it's dot com. And it's yes. um that website will get me they'll tell you how to uh reach me. Or you can reach me by email at C at AOL.com. dot com.
2: That's great. And they can also reach you there for medical intuition mm-hmm. which we're gonna segue into Absolutely. talking about. Mm-hmm. And I see we have a question, so let me see uh what this person would like to ask you and then we'll start talking about medical intuition so hang on one second hi you're live on the air who's calling in
0: yes hi my name is Patricia and um, I
2: had some questions about medical intuition for myself I, I okay yeah
1: medical intuitive reading on the program though Patricia but you're most like most welcome to contact me personally. I can talk to you generally, but I, I don't medical intuitive readings on the show. Patricia, okay. do you have a general
2: question for Kay?
0: Um. Hmm. Well, with the remote viewing, um, would that be still you know, say of my body in general? Would that be
1: uh accept it <laughs> no, that's medical intuition
0: medical
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't do personal I don't do personal readings per se on the show. I'd be glad to talk with you um as a client um' be glad to do that, but not live on the show. Sorry about that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very personal
2: information uh, Patricia <laughs> and I can I can tell you that it would really be worth it for you to contact Kay. Kay has done a medical intuition reading for me. She was phenomenal. It was extremely helpful. I've referred people to Kay, and they've all gotten back to me and said what an insight she had. That everything that she said turned out to be absolutely accurate. So I highly recommend her. And again, you can reach her through her. Um, email and or website. So thank you for calling in. Okay. Excellent. Well No question. <laughs> How about see, the place, the
0: cities and states that I believe have ghosts and the negative energy. Uh, for instance, the one that I'm presently in, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, would you be able to give suggestions on persons who are just highly like be highly sensitive and impacted on just just living and doing the daily living,
1: you know, to not be affected by it and the negative people. It's interesting, because, Patricia, because years ago I lived in Cleveland, Ohio, briefly when I went um, to Case Western Reserve University, <laughs> and uh, it's it's. A very it, it's an interesting question. No matter where a person is, it's very important to stay grounded, to stay centered, mm-hmm. and for yourself. Um, if you find people around you that are hmm, maybe not as compatible, and they are in some cases of you know abrupt, etc., then just to do your best to avoid them. I noticed such a difference when I went to Cleveland compared to California where I had gone to graduate school. Um, just in the way people interacted, it was much harsher in some ways. And yet we did find wonderful folk eventually through our church and such. So it just all depends on the, the circumstance. But wherever you are being mm-hmm. grounded, and remember with any spirits, if you are in a a dwelling that is older and you might have some spirits you can tell them to leave you can literally order them uh, to be gone and um, they will do that
0: okay uh, looking at our our area here in Arizona where we have a lot of
1: caliche how does that affect the overall
0: for a person
1: Oh well, it, you know the caliche is kind of the opposite of water. If people who are mm-hmm. listening are not familiar with caliche, it is um, a very strongly calcified, uh, hard, white substance. It's almost like concrete in exactly. uh, soil here in the desert regions. It has to do with the leaching of the minerals through the soil. And often the water level is below it. And as we've said, the water level here can be three or four hundred feet down in some areas, certainly two hundred feet. So you're a lot, you know, further away from some of those underground waterways. But, but, um, for the Kalichi itself, I don't feel, um, you know, a negative aspect of that. It's certainly very grounding. But people will tend to seek out waterways here in the desert. And so we have mm-hmm. these little lakes, little ha- little um, you know, human made lakes, little reservoirs that people back east would just on. I'm thinking there's a wide spot in the in the spring, you know right. where just you know, <laughs> you know they, uh-huh. they just get a little place around that because people love that um water. Uh, because of the renewing energy of it. But the mm-hmm. caliche, yes, is fascinating. It's kind of very insulating as opposed to the running water, which is much more electrifying.
0: I find it interesting here because you can be on a wash where the water comes down from the mountains, and yet
1: there's caliche totally around it, and it's like
0: it's, It's a
1: mismatch. (laughs) That's right. It's kind of like being in a ditch that has concrete, a concrete lining in some way. Exactly. But what you do is you always look for the bend in the arroyo. Um, The arroyo is the name (laughs) for the dry stream bed. You look for the outer bend, and you can dig down in that. Sandy the area usually and find some water a few feet down. And that's an area if you wanted to douse or if you wanted to meditate or if you wanted to, you know, find yourself closer to um, the spirits, um, the sprites, and such, you would be actually in that region, kind of closer okay. to where the water is filling under the ground. It's fascinating here how things can
0: change so abruptly. You go from the total sandy area to washes to the Koichi, and then it opens up again, and it's kind of like it doesn't fit, but it does for here.
1: And, of course, this time of year, because we'll soon be in the monsoon season, we have to be very careful because you can be in a dry wash, and then all of a sudden it can fill Mm -hmm. up with water in less than five minutes, and you could be in a raging river. It might not be raining where you are because it's raining 25 miles upstream. So mm-hmm. uh, a person is very careful if, if they are Definitely wandering around the, and the dry stream bed. The interesting part of that is, of course, where you're finding placer gold and other, you know, flexo gold. Mm-hmm. You would be looking for the black dirt. You'd be looking for that. Um, or, and you'd be looking at it in those bends and underneath the rocks, et cetera, in the bends. In those areas in California, etc., where there might be gold.
2: Oh, well, that we sound sounds We're like not fun. going to find that here. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting, Kay. Well, it let's segue a bit into, um, yeah, into medical intuition. And again, I want to encourage everybody who loves their property, wants to know more about it, make sure you contact Kay and and ask her to do this for you. So, yeah,
1: Kay, absolutely. again,
2: I think your first. First love is medical intuition, and you're certainly excellent at it. As I've told everybody, I talked to you personally and had a just incredible experience with you, very helpful, very healing. So, um, PK, I know you've had a question for Kay about how she sees and what she sees. Did you want to go ahead with that? uh, Do you put yourself
0: in a certain mood or area to be able to, Test, or I shouldn't say test, but to step into the metaphysical part of the healing. Do you
1: have, have any particular things that you, about you healing, um, Because uh, all the work that I do, I'm in an altered state. I've been doing this for so many years, P.T., that I don't think I ever really get totally back into the beta brain, which is the everyday mm-hmm. brain. Um, I am more relaxed than a person might be otherwise. But, yes, a person needs to get to what's called level, which is a place of expanded awareness, and then you connect with whatever the target is, whether the target's a person or the target's a, a piece of land, a property, or whatever. And uh, that allows you to... Soften your energy field and allow it to engulf or in, embrace the target. Mm-hmm. And then you get impressions, and it's a matter of interpreting those impressions. So it's important to ask questions, specific questions. Like I, when I was looking at this property, I didn't just say, well, show me what's there. Instead, I asked, I made a whole list of things that I thought mm-hmm. Patricia might want to know about. Knowing Patricia, I thought, well, he would want to know about this, that, and the other thing. And then I specifically <laughs> asked we agree. for that in, in the property, you know. So rather than mm-hmm. an open-ended question of show me what's there, I went from the specifics to the more, um, you know, to the actual property mm-hmm. rather than, because otherwise it, it is not as um, clear. You want to keep it as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. And this goes true, this is true when you're dousing as well. And people who are dousing for minerals or dousing for water or dousing for whatever they might be dousing for, uh, they would be very specifically asking for a particular item, a particular substance or something, and how far down is it in the ground, and where is it uh, like years ago, I worked with some archaeologists and they were actually near Cleveland, Ohio, along the Cuyahoga River, which is the main river around uh, uh, around Cleveland, and they were looking for areas where they could do their digging, their archaeological digging. And so I took a map, and there were other psychics that worked on that, but we didn't know each other, and we didn't talk to each other and never met. And we were then finding different sites and actually gridding them out and diagramming them and getting them back to the archaeologists. And then they compared the different psychics and uh, then did their digs where there was greatest correlation between them. So the psychics were looking for where the archaeological sites might be, and then the archaeologists were following up with the digs wherever the psychics found them.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. Go <laughs> it really are. How far down. Mm-hmm.
2: How far down would this
1: be, um, and what might be found, etc.
2: Okay, let me ask you a question too about training, because I'm getting some questions here in text, and they want to know: can they do some type of training with your institute or with someone, a class or a course over a period of time to learn how to do this? I don't do
1: training anymore. I'm uh, no longer involved in teaching. However, there are people who teach remote viewing, absolutely, and there are certainly people who teach dowsing. I would suggest that they would contact wherever they happen to live, um, dowsing associations, dowsing clubs, and find out what kind of workshops and practice opportunities there are in their area. What about medical um, intuition?
2: That's what they're asking about uh, also. They want to know. How how to get that kind of training?
1: Um, there are there are people who
2: teach. Wendy
1: Coulter, for instance, uh, who teaches the practical path and um Francesca McCartney who, who teaches uh, they teach them through Holos University. So you just go online and look for classes in medical intuition. I don't teach anymore. I'm not involved in teaching.
2: But you are involved in doing personal readings. (laughs) But
1: I do the readings all the time. That's where I That's great. That's where I Well, we need that, definitely.
2: Right. I recommend it for everybody. I mean, it's great to have a team of physicians or practitioners that you like to work with, but I think that there's no substitute for the kind of insight that you can offer, Kay. So I recommend it. Completely. I mean,
1: there's nothing not,
2: wrong with combining this.
1: Yeah, there's nothing that says it has to be either or. No means right. National Organization for Medical Intuition is promoting a, the incorporation of medical intuition into more mainline medical practice. And quite a mm-hmm. few people who are on our board, if you go to... Uh, me, medical org you can see our board members. Uh, some are physicians, and uh, certainly some are nurses. And you're going to find that there are a lot more people, as this becomes better known and more scientifically studied, that are going to be incorporating medical intuition in their medical practices. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. I hope to have- Okay, are you doing any events in the in the Phoenix area? Um, not particularly at This time in the in the near future. Okay, well, uh, please I'm let me know if you my, do.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I'd like to pass it on to my clientele. That's for sure.
1: Yes, absolutely. Good, but I I suggest that people go to the uh, the Numi website and. We have a newsletter there and, you know, get a lot more information about medical intuition on a national and, and in some cases, international level.
0: Well, we're spoiled because we've been talking with you.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. That's true.
2: I enjoyed the opportunity to talk with both of you. Well, thank you so much, Kay. This has been so exciting and so enlightening. And as usual, we always learn something when you come on the show, and I know our audience does too. And it's just great to have you on. You're so great at what you do. And I'm thrilled that you took a look at my property. Now everybody knows that this is something that you can do for them as well. So again, would you please announce your email address so people can reach you by email?
1: Right. It's C. R-A-N-D-A-L-L-M-A-Y-C-H-X at com. And Perfect. my website is email and my website is May dot com.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. We've had so much fun with you as usual. So, I'm sure we'll be reporting back now that I know where to go exploring, here on on the and I'll be letting everybody know what I'm finding. So like and who I'm getting to help me douse. Yeah, I was going I set they're up those. I can't wait to set those up. Yes. I'll be right over there. I soon, am ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> Okay, thanks again, everybody. You now know how to get a hold of Kay for your remote viewing of your property and or medical intuition. And Kay, you also do um, your work for people that are looking into new technology, correct?
1: Right. This is a slightly different thing. This has to do with scientific and technical intuition for those people who are inventors or people who are trying to develop a particular um, technology that is something that I've been doing for many years. And you might want to look at my book, Inner Visions of Matter and Subtle Energy, which has a lot to do with the very nature, the physics of matter. Because unless we understand physics, we're really not going to understand remote viewing or any of the extended sensory perceptions, because we have to understand that we live in a quantum world. It isn't just the old Newtonian physics that we were taught in earlier years. Everything is solid, and then it becomes pure energy, and then it's solid again, and then pure energy. So this is explained in the book, and it has to do with many, many hundreds and more (laughs) over many years um, of deep altered state uh, visionings of matter.
2: energy i'm putting that on my list to read so that's again you have so many things to offer all of us this is great so okay thanks again i'm sure we'll be talking to you very soon and we'll have you back on the show and good luck with nomi and all the changes within nomi that are fantastic And next week, everybody, we're going to be back with another great show. We are bringing a gentleman on the show who survived the Bermuda Triangle. He flew through something that he identifies as electromagnetic fog and went through a time-space warp. He is going to be talking about what happened and how he began investigating what this is. It's going to be a fascinating show. And until then... We will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.
0: Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with
1: Supernatural.